Hi everyone. Hello. This is another Cracker Classics 80 edition, 80s edition coming at you a little late. <laughs> better late than never. Yep. We're here to give and, you another 80s movie. And we're watching Disney. Yay! Disney in the 80s. It's so good. It, it was the beginning of good, I believe. I seem to remember loving this one, though. I always loved this. It's yeah, we're watching the Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> Yay! Vincent Price and other people. <laughs> a couple other names in here. If I don't remember though. Yeah, but it's uh, Disney's take on Sherlock Holmes. Just good times. Mm-hmm. And spoilers: they make a robot queen. <laughs> they, well, it's like a vacuum tube queen, isn't it? Well, technically, it's a robot, isn't it? Well, fair enough. I mean, it's an automaton. Victorian technology. Yes. (laughs) But it's mice building robots, and... Even better. There's an apostate queen. (laughs) Two queens in the UK. The real one and the mouse one. (laughs) Well, you can't possibly expect the mouse to lord over the humans and vice versa, like... It's Disney, though. Anything's possible. Well, that's true. We have seen some of the horrors Disney hath wrought. <laughs> and I can't recall if there's any horrors in this or not. Vincent Price, so I hope so. Yeah, but he just plays a rat who has an identity crisis, doesn't want to be called a rat. And yeah, he's the bad guy, but that, that's about all I got. He sings! Yeah, I... Oh, yes, he Vincent does. Price sings. Yes, he does. I don't know, I remember being kind of terrified when the queen the robot queen went bonkers. Yeah, there's some creepy for children things in here. The bat with the peg leg. Oh, right. The, yes, yes. And just, you know, having a child be taken. Uh, yeah, that's That it could be traumatizing for a child. Yeah. Even if you're not important enough to be taken. Like most of us <laughs> children. <laughs> Don't listen to Ian, kids. Each and every one of you is important enough to be taken. <laughs> I can remember someone you can do whatever telling you a story want. about <laughs> their mom as a child was very, very afraid about being abducted. And someone just sat her down at one point and said, honey, you are not important enough to be kidnapped. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, the lies we tell our children. Mm-hmm. What lies do we have in The Great Mouse Detective? Oh. I really don't remember. I know I saw this within the past few years. Once we got yeah. Disney Plus, I you know, rewatched it, but I don't remember any issues. It was more of a oh, nostalgia childhood <laughs> favorite. I love this. Well, now we're popping off the nostalgia goggles. Gonna get into the nitty gritty and probably find some stuff we wish wasn't there. If I remember right, the mouse Sherlock is kind of a dick. I should hope so. He's Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Well, I should go see how big of a dick he is. Yes. If mice can be dicks. Pretty sure he doesn't do cocaine in this version, though. At least not on screen. He still smokes a pipe, though, doesn't he? Yes. But this is the 80s. Tobacco was still okay for children. True. All right. We'll be back for intermission impressions. And ballistics. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm excited. Oh, that toy shop is so creepy. <laughs> A Victorian toy shop. Oh, God. I can only imagine the level of creep factor in a place the like that. Horror. The horror. Also the incredible convenience in that toy shop. Yeah. Just the stack of toys and blocks leading right up to the escape hatch in the roof. It was precarious enough to fall the second the bat got off and Basil got to the top. Mm-hmm. Then Basil somehow fell under everything underneath him. And got tangled under a pull cord of a doll. Meanwhile, one bat was able to set off the mechanisms of, like, 30 toys in the span yeah. of 10 seconds. There, there are some serious liberties with the laws of reality in this movie. Oh, yes. And reasoning, too. Hell, yeah. Because, honestly, what British person would knowingly coexist with mice? I mean, there's evidence throughout here that there's a, a coexistence. Yeah. And that the, the humans would know that these mice exist and have a society that mirrors their own... And I don't think that uh, Victorian British people would approve of that. <laughs> well, in this world where mice act like people, apparently they do. Is it because they're civilized and that makes it okay? Probably. <laughs> the proper mice, the, the, the good kind of mice that we keep them around. The good ones. Oh, God. Uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this movie misleads us Americans about crumpets. Yeah, they're not muffins. That's not what a crumpet looks like. Not at all. I never realized that as a kid that what she takes with are the crumpets that were made. Yep. But yeah, they look like muffins when they're more like an English muffin. Yeah. Clearly someone is like, oh, muffins. Oh, okay. We'll do a muffin. <laughs> oh, and Vincent Price is utterly delightful. He is fantastic in this. Just beautiful. Hamming it up in a very, very Vincent Price way. It's fun. Uh -huh. One of the most Vincent Prices to ever Vincent Price. I think that was the point and why they got him to do yeah, it. Like, yeah. You're going to play a rat, but just do you. <laughs> just be you. We'll just draw a rat around you and <laughs> it'll be fine. And yes, yes it is. Thank you. <laughs> oh. This is good nostalgic fun. I'm very much enjoying it. Not without a lot of issues, though. Uh, only one major glaring issue that I saw. Here's the huge one, yeah. Yeah. Beyond the laws of physics. When we, when we first meet Basil, he bursts in in yellow face. Yep. He's, but how would you describe that? He's like a kabuki? No. Kind of, no it's not kabuki. He's, he's got the Fu Manchu mustache and the, like, pale yellow face. And the long and red robe. It's very much the stereotypical, quote, oriental. Mm. Maybe that's why I can't pinpoint exactly what we're appropriating here. Yes. Because we're just sort of appropriating the stereotype of, of Asian. Yes. <laughs> what we all thought that was back yep. in the day. Yep. Yeah. I do have a, a sort of a logistical question that maybe okay. maybe you might have an answer to. <laughs> Why would you have a portrait of your nemesis in your home? To remind you every day that that's the rat bastard that makes your life 
Yeah. Okay, that's kind of what I was figuring. It's <laughs> so that they can live rent free in your mind, and you can constantly plan your life around plotting for their demise. Yep. Fair enough. <laughs> and it made that's more sense that Radigan had a voodoo doll of Basil. Yes. That I understood, but just having a very nice framed portrait of your nemesis and, and instead of having his picture on the dartboard uh, yeah that would have made sense yeah, yeah. but no it's like on top of all the other it's like way up high got. on top of the uh cabinet or whatever mm-hmm. and yeah yeah in a place of honor it's kind of weird well and that was always kind of the thing with the uh, Holmes and moriarty though there was a a, a deep respect with the hatred True, but I don't feel that in here. There is no respect among the two of them. Aside from the fact that he's got his portrait in the place of honor in there his home. There isn't that <laughs> one thing, but when they talk about each other, there's no real sense of respect. It's a very deep-seated hatred and resentment. Yeah. You have foiled my plans every time. How dare you? Well, Moriarty was... I don't remember him being... I thought it was... The the respect was more on Holmes's end. I could see that. Um, but still, Moriarty kind of had a little of that yeah, Victorian decorum. Like, he enjoyed him. fucking with Holmes. Like, mm-hmm. that was... And Radigan doesn't seem to have that. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. If I recall what happens in the second part here, there's a bit of uh, toying with him. In ways that I just don't understand. But we'll get there in the second half. I'm going to watch it again. It's sort of Rube Goldberg-like, because there's a lot of that in here. Oh, God, those machines were terrible. I guess that's just to explain away the lack of physics and science. Yeah. But then there's all the other things that happen that are like, um, physics, hello. Yeah. Like the ballerina toy. whose legs just magically appear when it it just unfurls, and ta-da, now I can dance. Yeah, that's... So weird. And then how they got in the toy shop. I get it, finger hole in a glass pane, and you can just pull it out. There's no hinge, though. But it hinged open. There's no hinge. Watching this as an adult is fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) That bothered me when I was a kid, too. I can't recall ever having an issue with it, but seeing it now, I'm like, wow. That's just, what? Yeah. I was a precocious little shit. So. Mm, mm-hmm. No, I, I've never noticed this before, but it's, I think it's a valid question. Is Radigan the only rat in all of London? Seems to be. That's weird. Well, he's the only one we meet. True. And his intense self-loathing leads me to believe <laughs> that the rats in London are kind of gross. They're lower class. Yeah. They're not proper enough for me to be their leader. Not smart enough, I think. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's that's a deep self-loathing, which mm, yeah. is somewhat problematic with a queer-coded villain. So eh. yeah, yeah, we kind of need to talk about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's going to happen when you have Vincent Price, Vincent Price it up. Yes. But... There's a campy, flamboyant cedar rat again. <laughs> yes. Which is great. I think it's a lot of fun. But coupled with this self-loathing 
Yep. And issues with identity and denying one's true identity. Yes. That doesn't make me feel good. No, not at all. Especially when he sings about it. <laughs> now the song ended when they yeah. it was called a rat, but still. I'd seen a discussion online recently about how nowadays in movies and TV, since we're so accepting of gay culture, there's a lot of that um, under-the-radar campiness has gone from a lot of recent movies and TV. Yeah. And how that's a mixed bag of good and not so good. Yeah. Like, it was fun that that was sort of sneakily put in a lot of things. But now that it's all widely accepted, that doesn't happen anymore. Yes. But it also avoids things like this. Exactly. Um. (laughs) As I said, it's a mixed bag. Yeah. Part of it was fun, but there's also that sort of deep-seated... A bit of ickiness. Yeah. That... You kind of can't do it without. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ultimately, it's better that it's gone. Miss it, but it's definitely it better that it's gone. Fun, but <laughs> there's good reason why it's gone, yeah. Yes. But this is how we know that he's the villain. <laughs> Which, honestly, we didn't need that to identify him as the villain. Because uh, Basil already said, this is the villain. Yeah. Before we even actually saw him on screen. Yes. So we didn't need all of that. But whatever. He'll go build his robot. and <laughs> Which we just saw without the face on it. And it is horrifying. <laughs> uh, I was properly traumatized by this film as a child. I remember being more confused than anything about some of the... I mean, there's definitely traumatizing things. The bat, the dolls. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's things. But seeing that robot with just a screw for a head, and it was like a large screw, as a human screw. That one, that 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 didn't bother me. It was it was it, it's the face, the stuff behind the, um, yeah, mm-hmm. all the inner workings. That that's what creeps me the f- out. I think I just had issues differentiating between sizes. Where this movie's concerned, because you have the mouse world, yeah. and everything is, you know, human stuff, but it's mouse-sized. Yes. And every once in a while, you come across a human-sized thing that they use. Like, like the screw, or the box of liver pills that she sits <laughs> on. In the boot. Yeah, crying in the boot. But we mean the shoe, not the trunk. For yes. You, for you British listeners out there. Are um, they called, like, boots for your feet? Shoes? Uh, well, there's wellies, but those are like rain boots. Yeah, it's not a wellie. I I thought boots were boots, and boots were also trunks. Possibly. We'll have to look up what they call a boot. (laughs) But in mentioning British uh, slang and terminology, none of that shows up in this movie at all. No. (laughs) (laughs) Crumpets is about the most British word we've had so far. Yes. And I don't think that counts. No. Since they were muffins. Yeah. <laughs> but now uh, I kind of want to make crumpets. Cheese crumpets. Mm. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. The cheese is the only thing in the British food lexicon that has flavor. Um, Depends on the cheese. Some of the British cheeses are... That's well, true. they have flavor. It's just not a good flavor. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Now, do you remember what happens in this movie? Aside from the robot mouse queen 
that ends up like flipping out and getting really creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember Radigan gets eaten by Felicia, the cat. Yeah. yeah, that part I don't quite remember. I'm pretty I'm sure. Pretty that's sure what you're happens. right. I'm but... like ninety percent sure that's what happens. I don't remember exactly why, but yeah, I seem to remember that's as being the case. And bring that up, and I'm like, I don't remember. I remember most of the ending here. There's 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 a zeppelin involved. Makeshift zeppelin, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the showdown at Big Ben. Yeah, because it's England, right, Governor? Mm-hmm. We get Buckingham Palace, at least the mouse-sized version of Buckingham Palace. I still haven't been able to quite place Olivia's accent. But the same could be said of all these characters. Like Flaversham. He's really Scrooge McDuck. Holy shit, you're right. Yeah. I didn't place that. Oh, god damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm not gonna... Ah! I'm kind of mad at you right now. <laughs> he's kind of Scottish. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. He has a Welsh-ish daughter. Yeah. Yeah, their accents definitely do not match, which no. is really weird. <laughs> Though we do need to point out that it is rather a progressive for a Disney film to have a single father. That's true. Usually both parents are dead. Mm-hmm. Either it's an orphan or it's a happy family. Yeah. Yeah, recently we've had single mom yeah. roles, but for the 80s, this is decent. Yeah. Anyway, I kind of want to watch the end of this. Yeah, let's go uh, finish this and maybe find a crumpet recipe, and we'll be back for our curtain call and some crumpets. Yeah. Hooray, our tribulations have come to an end. Without a cat. Yeah, that, I could have sworn that... Huh? Oh, well. That would have given more finality to the ending, rather than just falling off a big man and you not seeing it. Yeah. Kids need the finality of seeing death happen. Absolutely. Otherwise, it'll come back. Because how do we know it won't come back? Very good question. You screwed up, Disney. <sighs> Basil acted like he was going to die. Well, yeah. That seemed so out of character. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's defeatist. And just, oh, I've been outwitted once. Yeah. My life is over. Well, he was a dramatic bitch. Yes. <laughs> he's probably the worst part of this movie is Basil. I mean, yeah, you need him, and he's... The namesake and stuff, but my god, is he a terrible person? Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Even down... I have to have this discussion. Why? Why does someone with such staggering intellect and great deduction skills and blah, 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 can't pronounce the name Flaversham? Because it's not important to science. Mm. Mm. But it's a detail. It's funny, though. Is it? For small children, yes. Still, it's neglectful, and it's not right. There's a word I'm trying to pull out of my brain, and I can't get it. It's um, Misidentifying? Yes, but it's, it's extremely disrespectful to the child. Oh. And, yeah. you know, you're not making a single effort to try and get it right. This coming from the guy who barely is amazing intellect and a great mind and blah 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 he can't make that little effort 
He also where this can't little spot girl is concerned, trap. which I guess was an obvious trap. It looked pretty obvious to me. It was, but it wasn't. I figured it out the first time I watched this movie. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Definitely remember that. I mean, like, uh. it's not <laughs> like it was planned that way. The only reason the trap was devised was because the damn bat left the paper behind. Yeah. And he went, oh, he's got a Rube Goldberg chemistry set. He'll figure out where we are. Uh, we'll, yeah. We'll hold a party for him. Yep. It's a convenience trap. Yeah. Like lots of this movie. Oh, convenient. Well, it's a Disney movie. Mm -hmm. Like it's convenient that there are two monarchies in the UK. Yeah. And both of which have a queen that have ruled for the exact same length of time, despite one being a mouse who doesn't live that long. Shh. <laughs> Just because the average lifespan of a mouse is like three years. Doesn't mean they can't have a 60th jubilee. It's 60th in mouse years. 60 months? That's more than three years. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 60 weeks. Okay. Fine. I just happened to coincide with 60 years in Queen Victoria. Fair enough. Can we talk about the size of Fidget? He's a bat who's the size of a mouse. Sounds about right. Is there a species of bat oh, that yeah. small? Okay. The smallest mammal is the bumblebee bat. Oh, yeah. Fuzzy. Tiny little thing. Yeah. Adorable. Okay. I've totally forgotten about that. Thank you. Yep. Bumblebee bats are, yeah, the best. More serious question, though. What is the square root of an isosceles triangle? 17. <laughs> is, is that true? Have you never mathed before? No, not really. I hate math. <laughs> yeah, there's no. That's thank you. Yeah, that's a little ridiculous. <laughs> Don't leave me astray here. Like, <laughs> I need more info to figure out the square root and the answer that you want. <laughs> I know that much. Yeah, no, it was scientific sounding gobbledygook <laughs> throughout most of this movie. Oh God, yes. Yeah. Lots of things in physics that just don't work. Uh, like riding the propeller from the Zeppelin up? Or steering that ship up when all you have is a rudder? Yeah. And then how does it steer when it's only Radigan pedaling? No one is steering. Shh. Don't silence me. Well, then don't ask the... Well, <laughs> always ask the questions, kids, but... Yes, always ask Don't question Disney! Oh, I'm going to question Disney. <laughs> It does not end well. I don't care. <laughs> okay, how about a plot question? Because I'd never thought of this before until I'm watching it this time. Don't question Disney. What? I don't care. This takes place over two days. Ish, yeah. Three days. It's got to be two days because at the beginning so, yeah. they say her jubilee is tomorrow. Yeah. But it's always nighttime. It's always dark. True. What happened during the day besides the building of the robot that we don't just don't see? Naps. Mouse naps? Yes. Okay. Mice are nocturnal. Okay. I don't know if that's true, but it sounds good. <laughs> Still have plot hole issues <laughs> with that. I remember hamsters are nocturnal, so... Oh, well, that's true. But yeah, they go to the, the seedy bar 
And it's already dark. Oh, yeah. But by the time they get to Big Ben, after having been trapped, escape, trap, go to Jubilee, rescue Queen, showdown at Big Ben, <laughs> it's 10 o'clock when the bell starts going off. Yeah. That's a lot to happen in a short amount of time. In June. Yeah. When it gets dark at 9. <sighs> Don't ask me. I was kind of asking you, but I'm also just asking. Asking our patron. Don't question Disney. He's dead. I can question him all I want. Can you expect answers from a dead man? No, I guess I'm not really expecting answers here. I'm just <laughs> filling the time and asking questions. <laughs> Sometimes an old lady asking questions is just an old lady asking questions. I'm sorry, wrong franchise. <laughs> Still British, though. Uh, yes, still British. It's kind of creepy to think that there is an equivalent mouse world and that there we, we each have our own mouse that looks like us and acts like us. Sounds like we're getting into us. Kind of. <laughs> but this movie came out long before us. <laughs> I wonder if this is where Jordan Peele got his idea. Probably At least not. in part. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> Well, I'm pretty sure he saw The Great Mouse Detective as a child, so the seed was planted. That's true. Yeah. You may not know that's where it came from, but we do. We got the scoop. The insider information. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Jordan Peele's us, inspired by The Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Rats get all of the hatred. Fairly so. Man. No, not fairly so. Rats are pretty cool. I don't care for mice or rats, so there they Rats keep my snake fed, so there, there you go. Oh, bam. I know they serve purposes for things, but they can do that without me around them. <laughs> it's the same with bats. If I wasn't allergic to them, I would probably have a rat or two. Mm. I like rats, but yeah, fairly allergic. Just don't train it to be rat again. But that would be the best. I wanted to sing and dance in a friggin' waistcoat. and. Well, that part's fine, but not the whole <laughs> overthrowing the monarchy and making it a fascist regime. I mean, we okay. only heard one thing in his list of changes to make, but it wasn't a good change. Nope. Heavy tax lay levied upon parasites. And sponges. Yeah, that's right. Which is just his terms for the old and the infirm and the children. Yep. Because, you know, children can pay taxes. Well, I would They're rolling them. in the dough. Oh, well, I would definitely train my rat to overthrow the monarchy, but maybe not install fascism in its stead. Yeah, that's... <laughs> not a good replacement. This movie does sort of uh, celebrate the status quo when you think about it. Eh, Most things do. True. Everything's back to the way it was when we started the movie. Yep. Hooray. Yay. Well, not everything, because Radigan is now dead, so... Allegedly. Again, we didn't see it. Mm. He did fall off Big Ben. But yeah, I mean, his chances of surviving are not great, but we don't know what happened to the cat. That bell was wrong. <clears throat> That's true. Maybe she was waiting on the bottom. So maybe she did eat him. I don't know. She probably got her ass handed to her by those guard dogs. Yeah. Says the last we saw of her, and the bow goes flying through the air. Sure, she did not make it out of there. Yeah. 
Again, we don't see it because it's Disney. No one dies in Disney. They're either already dead <laughs> or they don't die. They just fall asleep until they're kissed by a stranger in the woods. Um, well, <laughs> we can talk about the drugs that appear in this movie. Or just a shit ton of tobacco, really. Yeah, but then they spiked their drinks at the bar. Oh, yeah, that's true. With some weird green shit that made it bubble and foam over. And I don't know what that was. Dawson get up on stage and dance with the dance hall mice. And he was instantly affected by that. Uh huh. And then it immediately wore off Mm -hmm. after he danced on stage. I want that drug. Right. I mean, I dance on stage sober, but... It's like liquid salvia or something. It's really hard to dance on salvia. That's true. <laughs> it's really Fair hard point. to dance on salvia. <laughs> it's really hard to do anything on salvia. But it doesn't last long. True. <laughs> uh, Lord. Those were the days. Uh, they, were really were. Days. <laughs> they were definitely days. Definitely days, yeah. <laughs> One thing conspicuous that we don't have in here at all from Victorian London is opium. Yeah, good point. Not even a derogatory reference. No. Well, that that's something going for it. Yeah, to be fair, to dialogue <laughs> dialogue in here for the most part is not problematic. No. It's just the depiction of Asian culture. Real yeah. briefly. And there's not, not, not much that's terribly problematic. No. Mainly the science. The science is a problem. And the self-loathing queer-coded villain is a problem. Yeah. And the yellow face is a problem. But all in all, this is pretty non-problematic for a Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> Radigan sure did get rat-like at the end, though. Yes. Not sure what to take from that. I don't know. Talk it up to convenience. Yep. That's what a lot of this movie is. Oh, it's all convenience. But to be fair, that's what a lot of Sherlock Holmes is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. We ripped it apart enough. Yeah, there's not much more to rip. Yeah. It's still good. Uh, I recommend it. It's very enjoyable. It It was fun. I mean, watching Vincent Price, Vincent Price all over the place is... Always entertaining. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you, folks. Thanks for supporting us. Be sure to continue supporting us on our Patreon. Or if you're listening to this farther on down the road, start. Please. You can hear these early. <laughs> uh, also, yeah. check us out every Friday for normal Cracker Classics. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. Check us out, crackerclassics.com. And don't be ashamed of your identity, even Even if if you you are are a rat. rat. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Bye.